From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. This is WIA National News for the week commencing December 7, 2014. And first up, this is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. On 11th November this year, the Minister for Communications, the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull MP, announced the release of the Spectrum Review Potential Reform Directions paper for public comment. The deadline for submissions was the 2nd of December. Despite the short time frame, the WIA compiled a submission of more than 3,000 words, addressing seven of the 11 proposals put forward in the Directions paper. These proposals were judged to be the most interest to and likely to have particular impact on the Australian radio amateur community. Of particular interest was the proposal to establish a single licensing framework, known around the industry as parameter-based licensing. Naturally, the WIA welcomes this proposal, having first advocated it 20 years ago. The WIA's submission advocates that having all the conditions or parameters pertaining to an amateur licence in one document would greatly improve transparency, certainty and simplicity in licensing matters for the radio amateur community. The Directions paper highlighted the issue of reviewing licence tenure and renewal. The WIA argued for security of tenure for amateur licences, highlighting that many amateurs hold a licence for considerable periods and the Institute would be concerned if this custom were at all affected. In addition, the submission said that a significant administrative efficiency could be achieved and a lowering of costs through a minimum five-year licence term for radio amateurs, compared with retaining the one-year minimum term now prevailing, requiring annual renewal. That said... The WIA put it that there's also a role for short-term, less than 12 months, amateur licensing to meet a variety of possible needs. That said, the WIA put it that there's also a role for short-term, less than 12 months, amateur licensing to meet a variety of possible needs, ranging from special events to emergency incidents or for educational or particular experimental purposes. Amateurs visiting from overseas and having appropriate reciprocal or equivalent qualifications can operate for short periods in Australia, but this is through a class licence, which would not carry over under the proposed single licensing framework. Another issue of importance raised in the Directions paper is greater user involvement in spectrum management, whereby the ACMA would delegate functions to third parties. The WIA submission promotes the implementation of an online register of licences, one that is much more extensive and sophisticated than that which the ACMA has managed for some 20 years. Such a system would be essential to achieve what the government proposes regarding greater user involvement in spectrum management. The Directions paper raised the spectre of licence fees and payment schedules. The WIA submitted that it is hoped that introducing administrative efficiencies in relation to licensing, particularly in relation to tenure, would lead to a reduction in fees and taxes attached to amateur licences from what now prevails. Don't hold your breath. The WIA submission also spends some time supporting extended enforcement measures for the ACMA, 
and developing better regulation of the supply of electrical, electronic and radio communications devices. The relentless raising of the radio noise floor is an issue that needs to be tackled. The noise floor affects all spectrum users to one extent or another. Implementing effective, enforceable regulation, coupled with improved equipment standards, will go a long way towards mitigating or reversing this trend. The foregoing covered just a few highlights from the WIA's submission to the latest stage of the Government's Spectrum Review. You can download the submission by following the links on the WIA website homepage under Latest News from the WIA or under Hot Issues. Responses to the latest consultation paper are being reviewed by the Department of Communications and the ACMA. They will report to the Minister early next year. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Analogue TV closed. Analogue television in Australia has now totally ceased as of the 20th of November when the Telstra Tower on Canberra's Black Mountain switched its signals to digital TV and 4G. Wi-Fi Wi-Fi? NBN Company plans to make its satellites available to Qantas and Virgin Australia to offer in-flight internet access for passengers. The company was in discussions with the airlines to share use of satellites bought to deliver broadband to remote and rural Australia. They will be operated by Optus under a five-year agreement and are due in orbit 2015. And as an aside, in-flight Wi-Fi is notoriously expensive. On Air, a Geneva-based company that provides mobile phone and Wi-Fi services for airlines and cruise ships, recently presented a bill of more than $1,300 to a Singapore Airlines passenger. Men are from Android, women are from iOS. The whales of Australia will surely be pleased to discover that they are the more tech-savvy online shoppers, having adopted to mobile devices faster than men, according to Kogan. It is probably because men are traditionally slower to change, although Kogan doesn't make any comment in this regard. 47% of men use Android, while 50% use iOS. With women, 33% use Android, while a massive 64% use iOS. Hams Across Australia, HF Radio Propagation Course in VK2. The annual HF Radio Propagation Course being conducted in Sydney is scheduled for next Thursday, December 11. Registrations and or details by the 9th of December to Leanne Grant on email training at ips.gov.au. These courses are conducted in other CAP cities throughout the year. February 22nd. It's a Sunday, 2015. And it is the Wyong Field Day, put on by the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club in VK2. Now, the flea market opens from 6.30am. Traders and exhibitions from 9am and lectures from 10. And a bus operates from the Wyong Rail Station. VK3 Victorian D-Star Users Group and the Massenden Rangers Amateur Radio Club D-Star Educational Day. 21st of March 2015, 9am till 430 Victorian D-Star invites all amateurs to come and learn hands-on about D-Star. What is D-Star? How it works and what you can expect with demos. Why D-Star has grown to be the biggest thing since SSB and FM. Why experimentation and SDR has taken D-Star to an unprecedented level. 
Bring your gear for programming and setup. Get assistance with registration at the Wood End RSL in Anslow Street, 9am. A barbecue lunch is available at $6 entry and a call in on VK3RMM, 2 metres, 147.25 or VK3RMMB. In place of the regular NERG meeting, the traditional NERG end-of-year barbecue will be held at Greg VK3VT's place on Thursday night. That's Thursday the 11th. Put this date in your calendar now. Greg always holds a great barbecue that shouldn't be missed. VK4 AMCW on Anzac Day, an Aussie-wide event organised by the VK4 Tablelands Radio Group. This is a call to swap modes. Change to the old radio modes as our defence forces used during World War I, II, Korea, Malaya and early Vietnam. It also serves as an amateur radio salute to those who served. This event in a way that we as radio amateurs can recognise those who served and experience the difficulties of those modes. It's simply a case of changing to the old modes for nets on Anzac Day 2015, 100 years on. And Mike Patterson, VK4MIK, the organiser, says the RSL does like the idea of this event. Whilst in the north of VK4, news from the party front. It's time of year again for radio clubs in the north to hold their parties. Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, Incorporated, Saturday the 6th of December at the Tolga Hotel, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club, Sunday the 14th at VK4 FNQT's DX Hub, Mount Louisa from 2.30pm. And maybe the biggest, it's over two days this weekend, the Mackayan District Amateur Radio Association, rocking at Kinchin to Holiday Park. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. What use is an F call? I recently talked about making contact with a station on HF. Getting a feel for the other station is very important because it will make you understand when the other person is listening and when they're not. It will let you know what kind of station they're responding to and when they do respond, how they respond. I recently made a contact with T33A. I used 5 watts on a rotatable dipole, 15 metres. I listened to the station for a good 10 minutes before I made my first call. They gave me lots of information about the contact long before I opened my mouth. It was one of the last days that they were operating, and it was bedlam on the frequency, lots of stations wanting to make this contact. The station told me that they were listening 10 up, so I configured my radio to deal with that. Then I worked out what the rhythm of the operator was, got a feel for how they replied, and when I was ready, I called my call sign. I was floored that they came back with the VK6QRP station on my first call. It took two goes to get my call sign across, but the contact was made there and then. Making such a contact is as much about the ability of the remote station to pick you out as it is about improving your chances of success. It's about picking your moment, getting it just right, so that when you call, it all happens in the blink of an eye. Picking your moment is also about understanding that some people just don't want to talk to you. Two people who are talking to each other might do that every day and are really not interested in talking to you. Picking the group or the net where to call in is crucial to your success on HF. Look at the 7130DX net. It runs on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 0930 UTC. Its aim is to facilitate making DX contacts between amateurs. When you tune to 7130, get out a piece of paper and write down all the stations you hear. 
Write down what signal strength they are and what the operator's name is. The net hosts will call for new stations for the net on a regular basis. They'll acknowledge you and continue seeking other stations. Once they have a bunch, they'll ask which stations want to make a call. Hold off for a couple of rounds and listen. Stations will announce their call sign and the host will take the list. Each station is called in turn and invited to make a QSO or two with another station. If it's busy, they might do one QSO per station. Once they're done, the next station gets a chance and so on. It's a fantastic way to meet other DX stations and make your first overseas call. Making contacts on HF is hard work, fun and amazingly rewarding. Have a go. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The ARRL reports that the latest United States Department of Homeland Security's 2014 National Emergency Communications Plan, or NECP, formally incorporates amateur radio. This in its blend of media outlets that could support and sustain communications in a disaster or emergency situation. According to the new plan, amateur radio operators can be important conduits for relaying information to response agencies or personnel when other forms of communications have failed or have been severely disrupted. A Dutch company has a radio-based detection system that can alert drivers if a police officer or other emergency services officials are using a two-way radio nearby, at least it can in Europe, even if a message isn't being sent. The Enforcer's Tetra radios transmit pulses out to the network every four seconds that the Blue Eye unit can also receive. A dashboard-mounted monitor uses lights and sounds to alert the driver to the proximity of the source, similar to a radar detector. Needless to say, the device is causing quite a stir over in Europe. Travelling to the worst affected areas of Typhoon Haiyan that hit in November last year, Pope Francis plans to inspect progress and talk to local people about the disaster. On November 8, 2013, the super typhoon killed at least 6,300 people in the Philippines, destroyed crops and left many homeless. The Philippines Amateur Radio Association, PARA, is preparing for the visit on January the 15th to the 19th that will include the city of Taklaman, described as being the worst hit area. PARA and its HERO, HAM Emergency Radio Operations Network, provided emergency communications for many weeks as a result of the typhoon. The HERO network was able to support government and aid organisations across 36 affected provinces. Now PARA, November 30 is celebrating its 82nd year with many events in Manila and is now preparing for the upcoming papal tour. South African Radio League celebrates 90 years. From the 1st of January, special call sign Zulu Sierra 90SARL will be celebrating the 90th anniversary of the South African Radio League. Until the culminations of the celebration at the annual convention in April, Amateur Radio Today will transmit weekly highlights of their amazing events over the past 90 years. Special QSL cards are being designed and will be available soon. Hello Sailor! 
private messages sent between staff on two Swedish Navy boats who are alleged to have been having an affair have been published in Russia after a group of radio enthusiasts intercepted the signal used to transmit the texts. The Swedish military has admitted naval staff abused the radio system to send private messages and announced that it's holding a meeting to discuss the inappropriate behaviour with the ship's crews. The messages were sent during an exercise in the Baltic Sea earlier this month. In a tribute to NASA's first successful mission to Mars 50 years ago, the space funding corporation Uwingu sent nearly 90,000 personal messages by radio into space. The entire set of messages were repeated as a tribute to Mariner 4. Images sent from that pioneering space vehicle were sent twice to correct for missing or corrupted data. The old Mariner 4 mission was successfully launched on November 28, 1964, and it flew past Mars on July 15, 1965, sending back the first images ever taken beyond the Earth-Moon system. In what is a first for the radio industry, Alpha Media in Portland has launched a partnership with a local drone company. The deal with Aerial Technology International will include the use of drones for breaking news coverage in the Pacific Northwest for FM News 101 KXL. Vice President of Programming said... KXL continues to innovate by launching the world's first radio news drone. Check out the drones at aerialtechnology.com. DMR experiments taking place down under. Hams down under are doing some interesting experimentation using the digital mobile radio or DMR voice mode. Amateur radio news lines Jim Meachin, Zulu Lima 2 Bravo Hotel Foxtrot has the details. On September 7th at 12.45pm local time here in New Zealand, Stephen Jepson's ZL2KG, who was situated at the Stratford Plateau car park on the slopes of Mount Taranaki, worked John Yuldwin's ZL4JY at his home in Waikanae, over a distance of over 191.7 kilometres. This using the nation's 70 centimetre digital mobile radio simplex frequency on 432.7625 MHz. A Connect System CS700 handheld connected to a dual band mobile antenna was used at Mount Taranaki and a Motorola Motor Turbo XPR5550 mobile tied to an 8 element Yagi was used in Waikanae for the contact with perfect signals in both directions. To test the usable range for DMR relay operation, ZL2KG also tried working through the ZL2 DMR repeater, which is located on Colonial Knob, at a distance of 213 kilometres from his location on Mount Taranaki. What was found was that ZL2KG could receive without any problem, however he could not transmit through the machine. While the repeater was triggered, a voice QSO could not be made through it. By moving closer to the repeater on the top of the White Totara Hill, which is located 149 kilometres from the ZL2 DMR repeater, voice contact was possible and a two-way QSO made. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF in Nelson, New Zealand. Bandconditions.com is a newly created website that supplies real-time band condition information to operators wanting to get this up-to-the-minute information. The data provided is based on what the developers call a new ionospheric sounding method, called HF ionospheric interferometry, which operates very similarly to the pulsar system used by NASA.
Reports are generated and uploaded to the web server every 30 seconds. Header information includes a date, time in GMT, and a report number in sequential order. A web browser refresh command is also sent so the user does not have to hit the refresh button for the latest report. The web browser does it automatically for them. The display shows the meter band in red and the band quality index as a blue colored number at the bottom of the band scale. To sample it for yourself, go to bandconditions.com and take a look. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ah, the weird and the wonderful. Physicist's brain acts like radio transmitter and helps unlock a car. Physicist Roger Bowley shows in a YouTube video that holding a key remote up to his head can unlock his car from farther away than the key on its own. He says the interaction between the key's electromagnetic waves and the brain's water extends the key's range. An unusual trick, but it could help you find your car more easily in that parking station. And don't worry what the other patrons think. Just use your brain power and hold the key remote up to your head. Water can extend the range of electromagnetic waves, and your brain is full of water. The water in your head carries an electromagnetic wave that acts on the same frequency as the remote's wave. The waves then add together and extend the range of your car keys. No doubt a jug of water can further boost the remote's range. So you don't believe it? The only way of finding out if something is true is to do the experiment yourself. Weird and wonderful. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Special Event Stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invite all radio amateurs to join them on their weekly 80 metre HF net. A variety of topics to discuss such as HF equipment, antennas, electronics, computers, soda, contesting, radio astronomy, operating bicycle mobile and much more. Networking with fellow radio amateurs is a great way to learn and share knowledge and what better way to do it than via our favourite hobby of amateur radio. Perhaps you would like to share and promote your club's activities or tell others about that exciting project you're working on. Barak members look forward to hearing about your interests and activities. Thursday evenings, 8pm AEST on 3.655 MHz. 7P8NH. G3RWF is heading back to Southern Africa for a five-week holiday. He will begin operation in Sotho at 7P8NH between December 11th through to the 14th. Listen for him on the higher bands on CW only. QSL by G3RWF. Vietnam by KM02 to December 24. 3W30 from Vietnam started November 25th and runs until December 24th. His main activity was the CQ Worldwide DXCW contest, but expect him to be on 160 and 80 metres until December 24. QSL via the Bureau. PD17MH the 19th to the 26th of December. A special call sign in memory of Flight MH17. The loss of 298 lives. When Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 crashed on the 17th of July in eastern Ukraine, will be remembered this month by Memorial Amateur Radio Station PD17MH. Inquiries continue into this Malaysian airliner crash with the loss of its passengers and crew from 12 nations. 
PD17MH from the Netherlands will be on air from December the 19th to the 26th on 14.200 MHz, 7.080 MHz and 28.400 MHz. The Memorial Amateur Radio Station has a special QSL card. More details on the event, including a silence period to remember those who lost their lives, can be read on the website qrz.com. PA0VDV stroke PJ2 PA0VDV will be on the air from stroke PJ2 from Karakau until December 26. Activity will be on 80 through 10 metres using CW only. QSL to PA0VDV via the Bureau. IY1IEY On the air till December 31st to commemorate the experiments conducted by Guglielmo Marconi from his yacht Elettra between 1919 and 1936. Operations will be on all of the high frequency bands including 30, 17 and 12 metres. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And you can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950. Or and all frequencies 14 10 3 3 7 10 137 7 10 And I am Carl with a K. Call sign Victor Kilo HGI with Worldwide Special Interest Group News beginning with ARDF and David Latour, VE4DLA President of the Winnipeg AR Club wrote to say, I've had a communique from friends inside NORAD that once more they're planning to track Santa's sleigh ride live from the radar ops room in its secret bunker. Find the feed at www.noradsanta.org or on Facebook at NORAD Santa. To CW, news via Morse code internet streaming radio station. Joseph Cotton, Whiskey 3 Tango Tango Tango, has announced a new radio station that gives you the day's news in CW. The purpose of the site is for Morse training. You'll be copying Morse code at 12 words a minute. If you like Morse, then you'll like Whiskey 3 Tango Tango Tango's internet radio station. To digital, Broadband Hamnet releases new software. Broadband Hamnet has announced a new firmware release titled 3.0.0. The latest version includes the Ubiquiti M9 series AMAX devices, giving hams use of the 900 MHz band for mesh networking. This latest release builds on a series of advancements that builds on Ubiquiti's own firmware released for the 2.4 gig and 5.8 gig ham bands earlier this year. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. NASA announces $5 million CubeSat Quest Challenge. NASA has announced a mini-satellite or CubeSat design contest that will see participants competing for $5 million in prize money and a chance to have their winning satellite flown to the moon by the space agency. Called the CubeQuest Challenge, the objective of the competition is to design, build and deliver to NASA a flight-qualified small satellite, or CubeSat, capable of advanced research in the vicinity of our moon and beyond. W7O wraps up a 10-day AO7 commemoration. The W7O activity wrapped up Monday afternoon, November 24th. Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK and VA7EWK, thanks the 24 operators who put W7O on the air from locations all over the continental USA on both HF and the satellites. 
These operators logged almost 2,500 QSOs as W70 on several handbands. All the current amateur satellites supporting voice and CW, that's AO7, AO73, FO29 and SO50, and even one QSO using the ISS packet APRS Digipeter. To VHF and above, get ready to bounce. The Geminid Meteor Shower gets an early start and a great opportunity to do some meteor bouncing. Earth is entering a stream of debris from Rock Comet 3200 Phaeton, source of the annual Geminid Meteor Shower. The shower is not expected to peak until December 14, but NASA meteor cameras are detecting Geminid fireballs two weeks early. And that's all from me, Brian, VK3GR, signing off. On the social scene, 2015. February 22 in VK2, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. March 21 in VK3, D-Star Users Group, 9am at the Wood End RSL Anslow Street. March 29 also in VK3, EMDRC Hamfest. May 9 in VK4, it's Barkfest in Brisbane. June 6 and 7 in VK2, the Queen's Birthday, 40th Annual Oxley Region Field Day. July 1 in VK4, Caboolture Hamfest, and July 11 to 12 in VK3, Gipstech 2015. August 9 in VK2, Sarkfest at Lismore. September 12 in VK4, Sunfest, Mumbai, and the Gold Coast Hamfest at Broadbeach in VK4, October 25. But we'll see you well before then. In fact, we'll see you next week right here for the next edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4. Bravo, bravo. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.